0: Welcome to the Franchise Growth Podcast. This is the podcast for franchisors and business leaders to get tangible weekly action steps to improve your franchise system. Plus, it's a great way to get professional development in while you're driving, doing the dishes, or walking your dog. Hosted by the team at AC Inc., you'll learn about how to effectively coach franchisees to make your system more profitable, creating a successful growth mindset, modern leadership insights, and so much more. Get ready to talk franchise growth. Hello and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Podcast. My name is Belle, Director of Marketing here at AC Inc. And I'm here today with a brand new guest to the show. Not brand new to the team, no. Welcome, Linda. woo
1: Cheers. Hey, Belle. (laughs) How's it going? It's good. I mean, all things considered, you know, it's kind of the, the the heart of winter here in Nebraska. So, you know, I'm hanging in there. It is. It is the heart of winter. It feels like everywhere
0: right now. (laughs) And we were just talking before we hit record, and uh, it is definitely like the time where you're starting to really get excited for spring and sunshine and plants and all of that, where we're getting good. Well, Linda, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I was saying, it's funny, I just had Jenna on the show as well, and you guys are not brand new to the team, but we just haven't had like a new recording session of all our podcasts yet. So I'm so happy to have you on. Um, I wanted to kick off today's episode before we do our icebreaker, which we, of course, lead off the show with. Um, I'm hoping you can give me just a bit of a background on your experience in franchising um, and field coaching, just kind of where you're coming from, how you found the team. Uh, we absolutely love having you, obviously, but uh, just give the listeners a bit of bit of some backstory.
1: Sure. I'd love to. Thanks. Um, sure. I have over 15 years of franchise experience and um, for the bulk of that I was actually a field coach myself I I worked in the field coach role and I also managed teams of field coaches so I was the one managing those teams and helping them set strategies and working with our franchisees to help them set their strategies so lots of experience in that area um yeah and I came across AC Inc um through LinkedIn honestly I was I actually saw your podcast that's Yes, actually, yes. I saw your podcast. That's where I originally came across you guys, and I checked out your website and looked at your core values. Core values spoke to me, and I was like, "Hey, this is this is the team I need to I need to link up with." So there we go. LinkedIn linked me up with you. (laughs) First of all, love LinkedIn. Second of all, love core values.
0: This is and we love Linda. So this is all working together, real nice. (laughs) Yes, Um, I'm enjoying it too. That is, um, that's awesome. And yeah, I wanted you to mention that because I think it is so incredible how much field coach specific experience you have. I think that's, uh, I mean, with it still being relatively new in the industry, some brands have been doing it for so, so long, but majority, um, it's still kind of a newer role or a newer focus for for different um systems. And so it's really, really special how much experience you've had in it. Uh, So when we get into our topic today, it'll be really, really cool to hear lots of your thoughts, especially now working with clients as an AC advisor um, and and field coach trainer and specialist and all of that as well. So um, really looking forward to our our topic today. But before we dive into the topic, we are going to kick off with an icebreaker. Some people say this is the part that scares them the most. It's not (laughs) scary. (laughs) It's just a fun way to get to know um, all the people on the AC team. And, uh, and of course, if you've ever been to an AC round table, you know, we are kind of obsessed with like icebreakers and this or that. Oh, kind of. yeah. oh uh, yeah. Okay. This is, uh, th- what movie would you watch again and again and again? Like, so not to say like favorite movie, but like, what's a movie you could watch over and over and over? Oh, wow.
1: Belle, that's a hard question. There's so many movies. <laughs> I don't think that's that far. I'm not going to hold you to it. You don't actually have to. (laughs) I know, but there's so many that I probably have watched over and over and over again. It's funny because my husband and I differ very much on this. Like he's a one and done. Like he watches it once and he's done. Like he doesn't need to watch it a second time. He's already seen it. He's on to the next one. I see something that I like, I'm like, oh, I want to watch it again. Um, what would I watch over and I mean elf, but um, since we're already past the holidays. Um what would i watch over and over and over again gosh you know okay can uh, i answer can i answer mine just to give you an
0: idea yeah yeah okay one of my first of all a movie i could watch literally a thousand times is of course my fave ocean's 11 love that movie oh, okay like the, yeah george clooney one love that movie but what's so funny and so my husband is the same he's very much like he's not a rewatcher. does he he's like there's so many other movies we could watch um but I am uh, a really big Jurassic Park fan um I love this movie and it's funny I love the remake ones like I will watch the remake ones because they're kind of the old school ones look so good like the the original ones but the new ones I find so good for like when you're sick or I'm just kind of like half watching. I love I could just watch them over and over and, over. and they're kind of cheesy sometimes. Like I just I yes. love it. There's such a good like rewatch when sick or stuck at home or whatever. Yes. Um, so
1: yeah. really high on my list for sure. Yes. So that helps me. Like, okay, and I'm gonna be aging myself totally, but I'm a girl of the eighties, like the Breakfast Club. I love that yes. like it's on, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Oh, in Greece. Like, oh my gosh, my my poor children probably know all the songs in Greece, not because they want to.
0: (laughs) I was just talking about Greece for the first time in ages, like this week, um, because I watched it all the time when I was younger. Like, it was such a foundational musical for me. And then I was thinking back, and I was like, it, it was not really super appropriate, like it's no, very, no, like a no. small
1: kid, but still <laughs> not appropriate, not appropriate. But um, and then the family stone, I love that movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's another kind of holiday ish movie, but very good. I've heard a uh, lot of people that's on their Christmas list. Those are some yeah. we
0: have given some good wrecks. If anyone was here for some movie wrecks, we have given some very good yeah. ones. Yes. Um. Okay. Love it. That was great. Uh, And good to know that we share a love of Greece. I love that. Um, Okay, so we are going to dive into quarterly planning with franchisees today. That's kind of going to be our overall topic. We're going to get into a couple different parts of it, though. Um, So I know that you mentioned this right off the bat, but what we're talking about is quarterly planning is not, of course, the thing you start with, right? So that overall vision, the big annual planning, the big picture planning, the 10-year, the long-term that's, of course, going to come first as a field coach. So if you just start working with a franchisee, we're not diving right into, like, what does the next, you know, 90 yeah. days look like. Um, so thank you so much for that reminder before we recorded. Like, definitely we yeah. need to start off with that. This is not the first step we take. This is more the, the next thing that we are starting to focus on when it comes to larger chunks of goals and reviewing mm-hmm. goals and that type of thing. So let's just talk about it broadly. So when do you do this with franchisees? Like, I've heard even some field coaches go, like, uh, we could kind of kick off at the beginning of every quarter, kind of by the by the year. But then sometimes people do it like every ninety days. When would you kind of recommend a coach like start doing this with franchisees? Should they stick with the proper calendar of the quarters? Should they do it every ninety days? Should they do it every on the certain date of every third month? Um, and then what would that typically look like? Like if you're a coach and starting to do that work with franchisees, so just kind of what would that process look like in terms of timing and what you'd actually be working on? sure great
1: question Bell ideally yes I would stick with the quarter or the calendar whatever that whatever that is some companies um, use a little bit of a different you know business year yeah um so whatever whatever their you know corporate business year is whatever their annual year is um but I would chunk it up into those quarterly time frames and I would try to be as consistent as possible um and you know getting getting something penned out you know thought through, in advance of the next one starting obviously is ideal. So that way they can hit the ground running when that next quarter begins. Yeah. Yeah. And then always, you know, having some good touch points in between, you know, because you want to you want to lay that foundation, you want to define what those goals are, but then you want to make sure that you're having some good conversations in between to make sure that they're making progress. If they're running into any roadblocks, you can help them out along the way, you know, help them on that journey throughout that quarter as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we typically in our strategic growth coaching, like framework that AC uses with clients, we, um, and obviously, you know, this better than I do, but, (laughs) but the we've got that like annual or big yearly planning, like the big picture planning, is kind of that what you kick off with, and then you schedule in those quarterly. And I like how you say, like, if you can stick with what the company does as best you can, it does make it easier for kind of just overall even announcements or what's coming up and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, uh, I believe it's like weekly to biweekly to monthly would be like the check in points in between each of those quarterly right. sessions is kind yeah, of like that's- a basic recommendation.
1: Yes, definitely. You wanna you wanna be touching base with them yeah. ideally on a bi-weekly basis, if you can. Um monthly at a minimum, but bi-weekly is ideal for sure. Yeah. And it's gonna vary, you know, depending on the franchisee that you're working with and maybe even what's going on in their world. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them may be able to, you know, to commit to that bi-weekly and then something comes up and you just have to be flexible. You know, flexibility, I think, is one of the Key characteristics of a good coach. Um, you just have to, you have to be able to bend and flex to what's going on. You know, we we oftentimes have the things that we see for them that we know, oh my gosh, if we could just get them to do this X, Y, Z, you know, they could be so much further ahead. Um, but they have to be able to, you know, get it done themselves. You know, they have to, they have to one want to do it, <laughs> which is part of the process as well, right? Um, and they have to have the time to make sure that they can get those things done in addition to everything else that they're doing, because they're running a business, you know? Yeah. yeah, it is a lot. Um, so that's awesome. That's helpful in terms of the timeline
0: and kind of what touch points are happening in between. And then for the actual quarterly planning session, like what that would look like. because uh, And we've had other episodes talking about more of those like bi-weekly calls and kind of what those just check-in calls or coaching calls or whatever, you know, a company wants to call them. but um for the actual quarterly planning, reviewing the quarterly goals, kind of setting the next action steps, seeing where, and you made a great point on the flexibility. The quarterly review can also be assessing like how much energy is being used for specific tasks. So maybe walk us through like some examples of what happens in that session. Is it typically a longer session? Would it be like reviewing everything that happened? You start with wins, start with, you know, gold. What, what, what is that session typically going to look like? And I know obviously we've got uh big framework that could lay it out in a lot of detail, but from your experience and what you've seen kind of work well, what would you say that typically would look like?
1: Yeah. So always start, you know, with a review of you know what did we what did we accomplish and what did we maybe fall short of from the last quarter you know or from whatever it was that we had tried to do you know in the time period before um and what was left over that maybe still needs to be addressed right so there's probably still some things that we want to carry forward into the next time frame into the next quarter um, and so you know one of the tools that i think is usually helpful in this scenario is doing a swot analysis SWOT analysis is great, especially during strategic planning and annual planning. But I feel like that's a tool that you can dust off almost any time of the year. Like you can bring that bad boy out during quarterly planning, also, and just do a quick SWOT analysis and just see, like, hey, has anything changed? Is there anything new? Are there any new, you know, threats or opportunities or any new weaknesses that have popped up since I last kind of, you know, took stock of all of this? Um, It's really about kind of refreshing your like your to-do list, your issues list, so to speak, is what we call it. You know, we um, we subscribe a lot to the EOS um, methodology and following uh, that. So, you know, thinking through creating that good list of things and then prioritizing. So then you're gonna help them really prioritize all of those things that they think they might wanna tackle so yeah. that they can really, be thoughtful and intentional about how they're going to spend their time, because we can't do it all, right? We can't try to, can't, what I used to say, boil the ocean. You can't boil the ocean, you know, because if you try to do that, then nothing's going to get done, and they're going to get frustrated, and, you know, then you're basically going to have the opposite effect of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, You know, the other thing, too, is, and this is kind of a big one, this is, if I had, like, one big piece of advice i could give coaches that would be to do more guiding than directing in this conversation and that's hard because we again usually as coaches like we so clearly because we are able to pull ourselves out and pull ourselves back we have a different viewpoint we have a advantage that we can see a little more clearly sometimes maybe what's happening and we also are comparing kind of their data points to like the rest of the network and what we see happening in all these other businesses so what we see and what they see are often usually very different, and so sometimes we can very quickly and very, you know, uh, clearly see maybe, oh, they need to do X, Y, Z, and maybe you know work on this issue and this is their hot spot, but they have to come to that. It has to be their, you know, their hot spot to work on, not ours. So I would just say, if I could, if I could give one piece of advice to coaches, is guide more than direct. It has to be, it has to be the franchisees, you know, desire to work on that thing in that particular moment. It has to be important to them. Otherwise you're kind of dead in the water.
0: I think that is such an incredible, like one soul piece. Like if, if you could kind of take one thing into your quarterly planning sessions from, from this, uh, that being it. And, and it's just true kind of in general too, with the, and that's what we of course do so much training on when we do training and courses for field coaches is the guiding questions, the figuring out the deeper motivation so that we can be tying goals to some of those things that people want, right? Like these owners obviously have their own goals, their own personal lives. They're trying to run a business that accomplishes certain things for themselves. And so we want to make sure that everything that we are putting on this issues list and mapping out into bigger projects and all that, we want to make sure that's tying back to something they genuinely care about themselves so that the action actually gets done. So I think that is huge on that instead of saying, okay, here's, you know, here's the things I'm seeing. It's not really, that's, we actually, um, I think Jen had an episode at one point where she talked about how that's a big, huge foundational difference um, between consulting and coaching is that Mm. a lot of times people are coming to you for an answer Mm -hmm. um, and coming to you for advice right? coming for here. What would you give as uh, in terms of your idea of what we could do next, right? Coaching is really helping someone else figure out on their own and problem solve and Mm understand them the tools so that they are working on it. So I think that is an incredible, um, incredible kind of one source piece of advice in terms so the opposite of that, though, what would you say is a mistake that you'd recommend avoiding in terms of like a quarterly planning session or um, just the approach even around quarterly planning that a franchisee might be having um, that a coach could avoid if uh, if possible?
1: Um, A mistake would be and I might be repeating myself just a bit, but Trying to do too much all at one time, like really, you know, helping that owner prioritize yeah. how many things like, because you might look at everything they have to do and it might all seem like, yeah, this is all on fire <laughs> and you really do need to fix all of this. Yeah. But, you know, I honestly, if they can just work on two to three things in that quarter, that's probably going to be about what they can handle. You know, mm-hmm. most, most people really can probably only truly tackle about, you know, maybe three really solid things. You start getting beyond that, depending on the person. Now, there could be, you know, there could be some people whose capacity to, you know, manage beyond that. And, you know, probably depends on their team and it depends on, you know, there's a lot of factors that that will depend on. Um, But I would say, you know, three really good goals for Mm -hmm. a quarter, that's probably a great place to start, you know, unless they're super, super skilled at it um and they're really really great at time management they're really super you know people leaders they have a really solid team then they could probably take on a little bit more mm-hmm. so i think you have to gauge like what is the nature of the issues that they're trying to fix and then look at the type of support they have on their team because the team is going to be helping them execute on these goals yeah so you have to you have to understand like who all will be involved in this process And, you know, how much support will they be able to lend to this cause? Or is that part of the issue as well? Because if that's part of the issue, then you really have to probably dial back, like what what are our expectations for how much we can actually accomplish in this particular quarter? We can carry things over to the next quarter. Um, The other thing I would say also, going back to what you just said about aligning, like it has to anything that they do land on needs to always align to what their overall goal is for their, you know, their company. So mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're trying to achieve, that bigger goal, their why, you know, whatever it is that it all has to align for that. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it.
0: Yeah. For sure. And uh I think so many things popped out there. Like first of all, we talked already about like the timeline of when we'd be doing this and then kind of what you'd start with, which is of course a review of kind of what have we done, what wasn't working, what did really work. Um, But also at that point, you did mention like assessing then what resource they have or what type of what type of owner are they? Right. Are they they been doing this forever and they've got a whole system built out so they can be working on these bigger projects. And that's great. Or are they at the point where they're building out the support structure so they can take on more of these business growth projects? Right. So I I really love that. That's a. um, Uh, a big step that can be done in that stage too is and that's also what comes from building that relationship right with a field coach and a franchise owner um Mm -hmm. really start to understand uh what their business looks like who they are as a person what they thrive under what they struggle with right so um and that goes for obviously any type of coaching um is that it's really helpful when you do start to build a bit of a foundation with your coach as well um, which is, of course, why we start with the annual planning, getting to know the business a lot better, getting to know the franchisee. And then these yep. early sessions, you'll have a bit more of those tools to be helping them with that priority list. I think the priority list is very real. I know, um, I know, m- myself, <laughs> I am very guilty of mapping out a few too many projects for any given mm-hmm. timeline. And I think that's also something to be watching out for, right, is mm-hmm. someone who's going, I really want to be accomplishing all these things and I can picture being in a position to do those, but you're so right as a coach, it's part of you to also set them up for success, right? And go, okay, well, what are the actual things that are going to move us towards the big goal for the year or the big goal for the next three years? Um, so I think that just speaks to how important this type of check-in is throughout a year, um, to even trim the list (laughs) or, or guide them to add, Specific things that you know are going to be so foundational. I know lots of coaches. I'm sure you've seen this as well. Um, struggle with franchisees who maybe don't uh, want to hire that next person. Want they don't want to bring on that next support because it's really seeming like a huge expense or a yep. big, you know, a big task to take on is to have someone come in and help them so much with these larger things. But unfortunately, that is often what we need if we want to be accomplishing those larger projects. Because running a business
1: is a, a busy job for sure. Yes, 100%. You know, the other thing, Belle, you were you were mentioning something there. Um, I just wanted to circle back to, um, you know, when you're prioritizing that list and making sure, you know, that it aligns and all of those good things, you know, part of that also is identifying who is going to be responsible for that, right? Who's going to, you know, we kind of, I kind of mentioned that, but, you know, making sure that you have one person that is accountable for each of these goals. So once you do take those you know quarterly goals and start breaking them down into smaller more actionable steps right so you've got your good you know smart goals creating smart goals that's the other thing that you know coaches could really you know help their franchisees with because you know you could you could help them identify this you know quarterly goal and some action steps but if they don't really go to that next level of really putting it into a smart goal mm-hmm. you know and really identifying that um, to that level, they may not fully understand what their next step is, really. you know, yeah. it's not enough just to say, yes, I need to do more marketing in my community, you know, blah, blah blah, um or I need to hire this position. okay, but what if they've never hired for that particular position before? Maybe they don't even have a job description. Oh. you know, there's a lot of factors that could play into that. so, You know, really talking through the actual details of, okay, let's talk about what is your what is your next step? What is your first step? Who's going to be involved in that? Who's going to help you? Who's going to be responsible for this? When are you going to do this by?
0: Mm -hmm. When are you know
1: so that you can then also when you do that two week check in, we're checking back in and we're saying, okay, did we get this done? What progress did we make? What roadblocks did you come into? You know, what can I help you with? Yeah. What can we talk? What do we need to talk through to help you make progress on this goal? Yeah. So identifying the smart goal that goes with it, but also who will be accountable. And it's probably not going, it can't all be the owner. And that is a mistake that I also see happen is when the owner thinks, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And they start taking everything onto their plate. And then they become the limiting factor of growth in their business because they can't, grow the business, <laughs> they are literally putting their hands into every little nook and crevice, right? It's true. They have, they have to delegate, they have to trust their team, they have to you know, give them accountability and responsibility for some things and then hold them accountable to it. So that is part of the process. So they have to be able to identify that through this process as well. So that's part of you know, what a coach can help them with is identify who can help you with this on your team. Yeah. And working
0: through, yeah, the, the smart goals or the the five W's or whatever, like it's, it's really helpful to work through something like that on every single like larger goal for that quarter. Um, And then again, that'll give you those action steps that then you can map into, okay, what does the next two weeks look like? What is the two weeks after that? Okay, well, now we're one month in how much of the, the project has been done. If we have kind of this step for these two weeks and this step for these two weeks, Do we need to add a bit more or do, is it okay if it takes us a couple months to get this done? So it, those types of conversations are so valuable. And um, yeah, this has just been so packed with, with ideas here. Linda, this is awesome. Um, Unfortunately, we are going to, going to finish up here, but I I did want to just ask if there's anything else, any resources or tools or any last tips um, that we want to leave everyone with about quarterly planning.
1: Um you know I would just say from a from a tool perspective again you know I think that SWOT analysis is a great tool Um, A KPI dashboard could be super helpful as well, you know, to align that with the goals that they're creating for themselves. So that way they can monitor their progress and you guys can celebrate wins together. Um, I think that's super important, you know, for the coach to help them identify when they're making progress because sometimes it's incremental progress and they might overlook it if they're not tracking it. So tracking that and celebrating those wins with their team is super important. Um, I guess my last thing I would say is, you know, less is more you know prioritize and progress over perfection that's you know don't like don't try to put so much pressure to like be perfect about it you know just you know just start like just get some things going and if it changes throughout the year it's okay your plan will change yes it will change but having a plan and at least making some kind of progress is still going to get you farther than just winging it like winging it is not a plan <laughs> hope is not a strategy right we hear that it's a saying yeah it, it's real <laughs> it is so real and it's it's one
0: of the reasons of course that we're so passionate here at, at AC about the coaching for franchisees and being able to provide the support and uh and help them in their journey because it is it's a um running a business as you mentioned earlier is such a huge Task and undertaking, and if you don't have the right support structure, that can be you know add so much to it. Um, and and I do think that the planning, um, especially in a brand that doesn't have um coaching in place yet, or maybe has more of a uh like an operational support strategy, so more like a hotline or things like that, um, it can be really tricky, I think, for franchisees to feel like, okay, if I'm gonna make a plan and build out this spreadsheet and track all my KPIs and have it all attached. It has to be so amazing. It has to be mm-hmm. per, like this incredible document has to, and I have to do it yeah. properly and whatever. And that's exactly what we help with. Is not. It does not have to be like that. In fact, it is going to evolve because your goals are going to evolve and your business yeah. is going to evolve. And there's going to be things we can't plan for. Um, right. Something starts getting built right next to you. Okay, well, that's going to change what yeah. our priorities are for our marketing and things like that. Like That right. is all just going to happen. And that's where those regular checkpoints can be helping mm-hmm. us adjust as we go. And I think that is such an important thing to remember, even as a coach, as you're going to franchisees and talking about this process or saying, okay, we're going to do our first quarterly planning session. Um, Or if someone starts to feel nervous that like this goal isn't important to me anymore, or doesn't apply anymore. Like I think that can build some, some interesting
1: conversations into the process, but it's just how it goes. That's how all goals work. That's right. Life is a journey and things change and that's okay. We just have to flex with it, but you know, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, yeah. have a plan. And if that plan changes, it's okay. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. This was incredible, Linda. Um, such a, such
0: a great episode. Um, I will mention if anyone is interested in that SWAT. you did bring up the SWOT analysis several times in this one, an incredible tool. We did actually do an episode, episode 81 of the show, Brecken. um, was on talking about how to coach with that tool. So if Mm -hmm. anyone's hearing that and going, oh, that's a great step that I could take, um, go listen to that episode. It uh, goes into detail about how he uses that tool with franchisees um, as a fractional coach. So it's a really helpful episode if that's like one actionable step you're going to be taking um, from today's uh, today's chat. Great. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for being here. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. We value all of our listeners um, uh, so, so much. We just love being able to to put together these these value-packed episodes for you. Um, And hope everyone has a great week. Go be awesome. Thanks so much for listening today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. To learn more about taking one of the academy courses, assessing your field coaches, joining one of the AC Community Roundtables, or hiring and training field coaches for your system, head
1: to fieldcoachexperts.com to learn more and get in touch with our team.